All right, y'all ready? Now, some of y'all are kind of like, all right, let's bring it on. Others are kind of like, oh, Lord, the guy, the adult guy's over here tonight. Now, y'all know Pastor Dan's older than me, but somehow he's still a lot cooler than I am. So, and, uh, so, so y'all get the, um, get the adult guy who hangs out with all your parents, okay? So they've kind of talked to me and told me a bunch of things that was going on with a lot of you and wanted me to make sure that, that I addressed it tonight, okay? Actually, y'all actually halfway are believing that and stuff. But let's talk about this weekend, all right? Um, how was this weekend? All right. Well, let's talk about some of the things that, that really kind of you walked away with. All right, let's bypass the games, okay? Can y'all bypass the games? Let's not talk about the games just yet, all right? But how about some of the, some of the um, sessions and stuff that what really hit you and, walked, that you, and you walked away with that? Beyond? You're fools for Christ. You're fools for Christ. So that was the theme, all right? How about some of the sessions? Let me read some of this, see if any of this rings a bell. Does this ring a bell that we find freedom in Christ and not ourselves? Did, y'all have, did one or two of you happen to learn anything about that this weekend? One, okay. All right. And it was a leader. So, all right. Hey. What about we are called to reach others for Christ? Does that ring, is that vaguely in the vicinity of anything that you learned this weekend? Y'all are still worried about food trucks. So, and that was a totally different event. So, all right. What about we are called to meet the needs of others? Does that ring a bell? All right, we got three. All right, we're moving. We're moved five. We're moving in the right. Can we get six? How about six? Seven, eight. Wow, we are moving. They get. They remember the end of the weekend. How about we live in community with others? All right. What does it mean as believers that that we live in community with others? Y'all can talk. I like y'all. Can, all right. Let me let me go ahead and give y'all permission. All right. I'm mainly. Me being small groups pastor, I like people to talk back. And if you're in my small group and all, I like awkward silence. All right? Y'all know the awkward silence where everybody starts cringing and you can't. You're like, somebody please talk. And, and your hands start sweating and because you're afraid you know that you're going to have to one, be the one to talk. But how about what does it mean for us as believers that we live in community with, with others? And specifically believers. Carol? Fellowshipping with each other. Yeah, yeah. And, and this is actually what tonight, what we're going to be continuing on, really with that theme. And we're going to be in Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 11 is specifically um, what we're going to be talking about. And we're going to be talking about this theme of what it means to be um, united with others. Sort of like this theme of we live in community with others. But also, what does it mean as believers for us to be united with one another. And specifically, this is where I want us to talk about and what, us want, what I want us to think about. Um, what I want us to think about is, what does it mean for us, the, the student ministry and the youth ministry, what does it mean for us to be united together? But also, what does it mean as a church, as a whole, to be united together as well? Because here's what I, want, I really want to encourage you, um, you ladies and gentlemen, with. I really want to encourage you to not forget about the fact that, that you're a part of the larger body. 
that whenever we talk about Celebration Baptist Church, you guys, y'all are a part of that. And whenever we are united, all of us in this room, we're a part of that. It's not them over there, but it's all of us together. We're united together around Christ. And so that's what whenever we're going to look at these verses and we're going to talk about. But let's read verses 1 through 11. And it says this, it says, So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interest of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus... Every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Christ Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So here's what we're, we're going to be looking at. And Paul, who is the author of this, Paul is actually writing to a church that he loves really um, in a tremendous, in tremendous way. And so he's writing this letter to the church at um, Philippi, but Paul kind of knows that something is going on behind the scenes um, that, but they're hoping that he doesn't really know what's going on. It's sort of like that whenever you get home, you know you've done something wrong that day. You're hoping that your parents have not found out about what you've done. And so you walk in, but they already know what you did. And so it walks in and you walk in and there's this tension in your, in your home, right? Any of y'all ever done this? Two of y'all have. Everybody else is the perfect, good little Christian teenager. So, no, no, but y'all know what I'm talking about, right? And, and you walk around and you're just like, please don't know, please don't know. And they're sitting back and they're just waiting for the moment to get you, okay? And, and specifically, if you've already had it with your mom and they say the words, just wait till I tell your dad. And, and then it's just kind of like, Oh no, here, 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 here it comes, and you just dread whenever your dad's pulling into the driveway, right? And so, well, here's what's going on with the, at the church at Philippi. There's some, there's some kind of like some fussing going on underneath, and there's a couple people that they're actually addressed later on in the book, but Paul kind of starts like writing in a way that starts addressing some of the issues, kind of almost in a, in a way kind of creating tension in there that whenever he starts talking about being unified here. And so whenever they start reading halfway through the book of Philippians, that they're actually starting to be like, hold on a second. Does Paul actually know what's going on here? And because they know that it's coming from Paul and Paul's actually going to come down hard on them because of, of some fussing and fighting within them. But he lays out like several keys to unity within the church. So let me ask y'all this and y'all think about this specifically in regards to right here Wednesday nights, um, student ministry and stuff, why is it important for there to be unity amongst all of you? What? It would be chaos? Okay. 
strength in numbers. What do you mean by that? Yeah. What else? What's some other reasons why it's why it's important for there to be unity within within this group right here? Yeah. 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 That's it. And these answers, these are incredible answers because you get it and stuff. But there's really a starting place to our unity, and there's a starting place for us all being on one and actually being able to start being unified as a group. And it really starts, Paul starts it out right here with the fact of that he says, So if there's any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy. Um, and then in verse 2 he says, Complete my joy. But he lays out four keys within this, this first verse of where unification starts within, within a church and within a group of people. And that starts with our salvation. That if there are some of you that have not been saved by the gospel, you cannot be unified with the group as a whole because the group alone is centered around Jesus Christ. And that's why we present the gospel so that you can believe. But as a group, whenever we first start, start facing maybe some dissension and, and maybe some disagreements and maybe some fighting with each other, what happens is Paul is telling them to think back on several things. Think back and remember what happened to you at your salvation. That if you can find encouragement at your salvation because of what Christ and the Holy Spirit has done in, in your life, you can't help but want to resolve conflict and to resolve whatever disagreement is coming in between you. In a second part of this, he says that if, that if there's comfort from love. And what he's talking about here is that this is the love of Christ shown to us and that whenever we think back to the cross, we remember the fact that we're comforted by the fact that Christ loves us and he chose to come down to this earth and to die for us um, all so that we could have a relationship with God. And it's, it's almost to the point that whenever we actually um, remember these things, what happens is we can't help but to realize that there's some shortcomings in our life and we want to get things right with God and to get things with right with each other as well. And Paul keeps going, and he says participation in spirit. And a lot of this idea, whenever he says participation in spirit, what he's talking about is that they are bound together because of the Holy Spirit working, but they're bound together for one purpose. And that one purpose that they're bound together is for the sake of the gospel. And it's, they're bound together so that they can, they can remember that they're centered around Jesus, but they're also bound together for the sake of the spread of the gospel as well. And here's where actually um, a good picture of this is the fellowship of the ring. All right? So most of us, we've all seen the fellowship of the ring. What is the main purpose of the fellowship? Huh? To deliver the ring. Where are they taking the ring? Where? Mount Doom. Mount Doom. Okay. So, so y'all think back. Do you think Gimli really liked the other guys? Huh? Do you think Legolas really wanted to hang out with Gimli? Huh? Not at first. You know, do you think they really wanted to follow Frodo around? You know, it really didn't. None of that was, was even, even um, 
they didn't really even want to be around each other at that. But they were centered around the purpose of delivering the ring to Mount, um, to Mount Doom so that it could actually be what? Destroyed. And they were, they were willing to put aside everything around them all for the sake of getting ring, rid of the ring um, because they knew that everything hinged on this moment right here. Well, here's where the Christian life comes into, and I want to get into this. I'll go ahead and get into this a little bit earlier and stuff, but the whole purpose why we are joined together here tonight is because of Jesus Christ. There's no other reason why that, that we're joined together because, because if there's other reasons why we're here other than the fact that the only other thing going on in Yuli right now is traffic, and so there's not a lot of things going on in Yulee right now. And, and, you know, this is just a cool place to come hang out on Minor Road. And, and so, but, but we're not centered around other things, but we're here all for the fact of Jesus Christ. And a part of that comes from that in verse 2, you see Paul talking about the fact that he says, Complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. We are united because we're, we're for the same goal. If we're here because of Jesus Christ, then we're here for the same goal. So whether you're sitting in the back or the front or on this side or that side, no matter if you're homeschool or go to school, no matter if you're a middle schooler or high schooler, boy or girl, it doesn't really matter just kind of where you're at. Some of you, if you're from Jacksonville or from Fernandina, we're all here with the same goal in mind. And that same goal is the fact that we have been bound together by Jesus Christ and we are now for the fact of the spread of the gospel. Now, let me ask y'all this. Did y'all know that as a church that we have a goal? Does anybody know what our goal as a church is? Okay. okay. Do you know the statement that we say? Does anybody know the statement? Okay, Caitlin. You rock. That is awesome. So, all right. So, you, Dan, you should be proud, man. My heart is just overflowing with joy right now that actually someone knew that. So, so I am just excited. But that is actually our church's goal. As a goal, whenever you think about Celebration Baptist Church, whenever you think about us joining together, we want to see God glorified. That's the whole purpose that we exist. And we make disciples of all nations. Do y'all know what it means to make disciples? Are you a disciple? Every one of us. What does it mean for us to go and help someone else um, to, for us to make a disciple? Okay, to share your faith. To make a follower of Jesus. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That what this whole means is that we actually want to come together, come alongside others within around us, and we want to help them grow in their relationship with Christ. We do that by teaching them the word. We do that by showing them and modeling them from our life. But we don't want to do it just here but we want to do it all over the globe. How, how are we doing it all over the globe? Missionaries. By missionaries? Planning By planting churches? And evangelism? evangelism? 
Huh? By prayer. Praying for our missionaries. Did you know that you have a part of that? That whenever... Who was there Sunday morning? It was mostly everybody there Sunday morning. All right. So there's going to be a display in the church, right? Do y'all know what's going to be on this display? Silas? A rope. Now, we don't like to hang up ropes just for seeing ropes hanging on a display case, okay? We don't like to see ropes just sitting around. Oh, there it is right there, actually. Good job. So y'all are holding the rope back here. So, so here's the purpose of this rope right here. Whenever you see that rope, even though someone picked terrible colors, and... Um, and, uh, and uh, so, sorry, I just had to throw that in. Um, but whoever picked those colors, God help them. But, uh, but that rope right there represents the fact that whenever Jared and Whitney goes, man, those are our people. We are united with them. Those are, those are ours. This isn't something that's just happening over there. This is something right here as a group that we're all a part of that. And so whenever we see that, we remember to pray for them and, and to keep them in front. And so this is the goal of the church, to see the gospel spread and to see, see disciples made. And this is something that we're all centered around, and we all have a part in this. And it starts not only over there, but it's, it starts right in here as well. And it starts within the life of this group amongst one another. And so if there are any disagreements with each other, you think back to your salvation and you realize that none of that really matters because we are actually all joined together and bound together because of Jesus Christ. And we are brothers and sisters in Christ with one another. But there's a part of being unified that we have to be really careful about because whenever we talk about this whole um, being unified as a group, now what we are not saying is that it is kind of just this blind allegiance to whatever anyone tells us. Because if anyone ever comes in and actually starts preaching a different gospel or teaching different beliefs that are not lined up in Scripture, that's whenever we're able to take a potato and throw it at someone. Okay? Or we can take a rock and throw it at someone whenever they start teaching, teaching something contrary to the Word. And um, because, because everything that, that we do being unified is centered around Jesus Christ and centered around the Word. And there's a way that, did you know that there's actually a way that we have as a church that we protect against that? That you can't just come in and just say whatever, whatever you want to and stuff? And it's called our statement of belief. That if you actually went to our website, anybody ever been to our website? <laughs> Do y'all know what a website is? I'm just playing. What's the internet? Okay, the internet is when a bunch of computers get together and they like transfer information back and forth to each other. Did you know we could do that? It is magic. So, <laughs> um, but on our website, it actually lists our statement of belief, and and everything has to be lined up with celebration statement of belief. And then that also comes into play where your, your leaders of the church comes into play where we protect the church from anything like that coming in so that we can protect the unity of, of the church. But another part of that is that unity 
um, really happens whenever we humble ourselves to each other. What does, what does humility mean? What does it mean to be humble? Not to be proud. Let's do the opposite. Let's, not to take all the credit. To belittle yourself. Okay. Putting the needs of others before your own. Yeah. Whenever you humble yourself, what happens with it is you start putting others in front of you and you start caring about the needs of others. And we're going to talk about that in, in just a minute. But you, unity really takes place whenever we humble ourselves to each other. It's not one person humbling themselves and the other person doesn't. But it's a group effort where we start looking out for the needs of each other and start humbling ourselves to each other. But a part of this, though, is unity is fractured whenever there's selfish ambition and conceit within the group. Whenever we are actually striving for our own self-interest and striving thinking that we're better than the, than the other person, what happens is you fracture the unity of the group. It's sort of like some sports team's fans that they always think that their team's the best and, and is always going to be. And I'm not going to pinpoint any teams and stuff, but, but what happens is you sort of get tired of hearing, of hearing them. And so, and so it's really um, whenever you have selfish ambition and unity and um, conceit in a group, what happens is there are people who are striving for their own self-interest and for their own goals as opposed for the goal that God has set forth, which is, this, is to be centered around Jesus and for the sake of the gospel. But a third part of this that he talks about whenever Paul says, he says, let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of verse 4, is that if you are united as a group, you care about each other, and you look out for each other. High schoolers, all of you that are high schoolers, raise your hand. All right? You look after, y'all listen, y'all look, you look after the middle schoolers. Middle schoolers, raise your hands. All right? Middle schoolers, here's something right here. You look after the high schoolers. So it's a joint effort within here. All right, guys, raise your hands. Guys, guys, you look after. Okay, here's, here's something else. Guys, you look after the ladies, okay? But what this, let me, let me make sure I, I clarify this right here, all right? What this does not mean is that you are actually trying to date every, every girl in here then. All right? What it does mean is... All right? And so, girls, raise your hands. What I just said to the guys, all right? So, but, but let me explain this, okay? Here's how you... All right, let me... All right, y'all, listen. Here's some ways that you look after each other. You look after each other by praying for one another. You look after each other by actually challenging each other spiritually. Let me ask y'all this. How many conversations did you have over this past weekend that was actually centered on helping each other grow in your relationship with Christ? This is key to us being unified and key to our spiritual growth. And so it's okay. Let me, let me go ahead. Let's break down the walls of the fact that we don't want to talk about spiritual things. Let's talk about things that's going to cause us 
and challenge us to grow in our relationship with Christ. Guys, one of the best things that you could do is actually to challenge one another in your walk with Christ. It's okay to talk about the Word of God with each other. It's okay. Girls, same thing. It is okay to pray with one another. It is okay to ask how each of you are doing in your walk with Christ, to find out what you're struggling with and to be able to pray for one another. And and y'all know what? It's okay also. It's okay, and this is where it comes down to with the guys actually looking after out for each other and stuff, and even the girls looking after being looking out for the spiritual welfare of guys and guys looking out for the spiritual welfare of girls. It's okay to be friends and they're not to be boyfriend, girlfriend, liking, and all this other kind of stuff, okay? I know it's hard to imagine in your brain, but it's okay to, to actually to do that because, because we want friendships and relationships that cause us to grow closer to Christ and to cause us to want to be in the Word and want us to actually to be able to see the gospel spread. And whenever we look out for others, then what happens is, we're unified and we are actually taking care of each other because whenever you're on the same goal, you can't help but actually want to look out for each other. One of my favorite baseball players is, is Adam Wainwright, okay? If you don't know who Adam Wainwright is, Adam Wainwright is a pitcher for the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, this past week, he actually just made a terrible pitch that's making the highlight news and it's actually kind of funny to watch. But, um, but Adam Wainwright... Um, I've got the privilege to meet him a couple of times and kind of like one, one thing, one time was just an awkward conversation that I had with him. Um, he's actually from Brunswick. And so, but he's just really a guy who's trying to make do good in his community and stuff. Um, but one of the things that I'm really impressed with Adam and stuff is just his attitude and his care for others, um, especially care for his teammates. And y'all watch this video right here to tell you a little bit about something that Adam just did. Spring training is about more than just getting back to baseball. It's about building a strong bond with your teammates. This year, one pitching prospect had an experience that he will never forget. Pitching prospect Ryan Sheriff says he walks everywhere. Just walk to the field from my house. Just walk there, walk back home, walk to the store, walk everywhere. He says he enjoys the walk, but fellow pitcher Adam Wainwright wondered about all that walking. Say, like, hey, how do you get to the field? I walk here. How do you get to the store? How do you go get stuff? I walk. All I do is walk. I walk everywhere. And I enjoy the walk. It's a really nice walk, you know? And he's like, you want a bike or something? I'm cool. You want a car? I'm like, no, dude. Like, I can't accept a car from you. Like, my mom brought me up, like, not to take things from other people. So Sheriff continued on with his day and didn't think anything of it. But something was happening in the background. Go on about my day. I think it was, like, after BP, the travel secretary came up to me. He's like, hey, I need your license. Like, for what? Just give me your license. So takes my license, gone for about five minutes, comes back with it. What's going on? All the guys around me are like, what's going on? Like, what's happening? Are you getting traded? I'm like, I don't know. Sheriff's still wondering what might happen with his driver's license. Walks back home. Then he gets a phone call from a clubhouse manager. Hello? He's like, hey, Ryan, it's Ernie. What's going on, Ernie? Just want to let you know your rental car arrived. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, your rental car's here. And I just said... And order a rental car. He's like, yeah, well, somebody got you a rental car. I'm just like, oh, my God. It went up, get me a rental car. This is awesome. Next step, an emotional call to his mother. Called my mom, and, like, I started crying because no one's ever done anything so nice for me before. And then um, I get to the field, hop in the rental car, and uh, take off. Wainwright says 
He doesn't shy away from talking about the good deed because when he was first starting out, the older players took care of him. You know, I shared the other day that Mark Mulder bought me a box of shirts, collared shirts to wear to the field and to wear to play golf. Just a box. There's probably 20 collared shirts he bought me one day. Scott Rowland bought me my first ever suits. He bought me two suits. Jason Marquis, man, I spent all of spring training with him for a couple of years in a row and he and his family and they never ever let me and my wife pay for dinner not one time that was something that was passed on to me from many different players they shared that love with me and i'm just looking to share it back isn't that a just a really a cool picture of what it means to take care of each other because like adam wainwright just saw this picture coming up and he's like that dude's walking everywhere, and so I'm just going to buy his rental car through the rest of spring training just so that he can have a way to get around and stuff. Because he, he knew that they were, they were teammates, and they were on the same purpose and the same goal. And so Adam was wanting to look out for his interest and wanting to take care of him. And I just thought that that was really just a beautiful picture and a challenge for us that especially right in here in this room tonight is, are you looking out for each other? And are you unified around Jesus Christ? Because it closes out in verses 5 through 8, really 5 through 11. And it says, am I hearing something? Uh, But he closes out, Paul closes us out with the fact that we are unified because of the example of Jesus. Because of what Jesus Christ did for us. Listen at this because I don't want to go. It says, Have this mind among yourselves, which is in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not account equality with God a thing to be grasped. But he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that in the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now, this is just such a beautiful picture of what Jesus Christ has done for us, and Paul is holding it as our example of the way that we should care for others. Because here's the question right here whenever you look at this verse, and really the key is the fact that whenever it says in verse 10, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Every person is going to confess Jesus Christ is Lord. They are either going to do it on earth, they are either going to do it in heaven, or they're going to do it under the earth in eternity separated from God. So here's my question for you tonight, especially with this whole key of being unified as a group with the same goal and same purpose in mind, is first and foremost, are you unified with each other because of Jesus Christ? And this is a personal question for you. It's the fact that do you have faith in Jesus Christ? Are you born again so that you can be united with other believers, with other brothers and sisters in Christ? Because here's the question right here. You may reject Jesus now, but you will bow down to Jesus and you will confess him as Lord. And it really comes through us repenting of our sins, turning from our sins, and putting our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. 
But another part of this is as a group, how many people are you going to take with you that's going to confess Jesus Christ as Lord in heaven because of this group right here? And that's something as a group that you have to ask yourselves and say, okay, Lord, what do you want to do with us as a group? What can we accomplish for the kingdom of God? And so I want to challenge y'all, as a group, do everything that you can to take as many people as you possibly can and where whenever we're gathered in heaven one day, they can say, man, that was that group of teenagers from Celebration Baptist Church. I'm here because of them. Because that's the goal that keeps us together, being centered around Jesus and His purpose. But we can make a huge impact doing it together. So let's pray. Father, I thank You for tonight. I thank You for this Word. I thank You for the fact that You did choose to come to this earth and to save us. And Father, I thank You for the gift of salvation. And Father... I thank you for what all that you can accomplish through a group that's centered around you and centered around your word and on um, purpose attempting to do everything that we can to make the gospel spread and to see others come to know you. And Father, I pray that you'll just um, put in the heart of this group just a heart for you and a heart for each other and to love each other and to care for one another, but also a fact, just a heart to see people come to know you. In Jesus' name, amen.